0: In crowd get quiet so they don't get stuck All you all got to come outside Inside got you stuck with pride All you all got to come outside Sweet tea strong but so deprived All you all got to come outside We all need that Sunday drive All you all got to come outside Round these parts we on Miss never mind. We
1: better get back cause
2: it'll be dark Welcome to the Truth Power Podcast This is Curious G I actually had to turn off my A.C. when I was recording this. That global warming thing. It's for real hot out there. Glad you're joining us for this episode. On this episode, we're going to be focusing on a song called Outside, which takes on the topic of climate change. Hope you enjoy this one. And away we go. We back, y'all again again
1: <laughs> technology's a motherfucker sometimes sometimes it is this is curious g with truth to power this your boy ace cannon we in the building now <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh shit what's going on now <laughs> okay <laughs> we having some issues yeah right we're, we're we're running into we got some stuff installing on this motherfucker all of a sudden Okay, but anyway, we're going to try to press forward and see if we can get our face in the pillow here. Um, You lucky. (laughs) um, So outside, outside, outside. So the the 99% versus the 1%, uh, that's kind of what this song is about. We're not with the 1%, which is the in crowd, right? Um, And it seems like the 1% just is driving this climate change thing Forward, And a lot of us here in the 99% are recycling. <laughs> is that doing a motherfucking thing? I don't know. Because at my building,
1: <laughs> it all goes in the trash at the end of the day. Mm. So I don't know.
2: I feel mm. like there's this flood that's happening and it's just like tons of water is just flooding in. And we're there with a the teaspoon trying to, you know what I mean, do our part. <laughs>
1: It's like that boat scene when someone's using their hands to try to stop the hole. Uh huh. (laughs) Maybe if I work harder. This is the Titanic, man. You ain't gonna get all the ocean water out. (laughs) Yeah,
2: (laughs) true that. So you know, yeah. So this is one of those things that I eventually had to take on as a topic. You know, um, getting getting back to the idea of this triple album set. Now we're in album three, um, the Prophet, right? The Prophet nineteen or the Prophet by Cleo Gabrón in 1922 it was the 100-year anniversary when these albums came out. The Prophet, 2022. I'm taking on topics relative today that touches everybody. And how could you not take on global warming? You know what I mean? Like, this is this is something. This is a big thing.
1: It is. You know, I mean, I don't, I like it to be cool. I don't want it to get hot. Water water levels rising because, you know, the polar caps are going away. And I've heard sides of, you know, well, this is what the earth does. Yeah, but we've never had, well, at least in our time, we've had this much, you know, constant carbon just going in the air. Mm. And it is, it's profit before the future. It's that whole notion of, you know, planting trees that you'll never get to enjoy. It's never really like that. You know, they're putting the exact opposite. Yeah. It's just, let's make a quick buck. And what the fuck is money when everyone's dead?
2: So you're a money guy, right? I mean, Let, let's Let's approach this from a money standpoint, <clears throat> right? So if you take like the oil companies, are they going to spend the, the millions of dollars that they do annually every year to try to contain this conversation if they weren't at fault? No. Yeah, they would probably no. hire one scientist with a thermometer and ask him to show his fucking math and be like, "Here it is." Yeah, here's Thanks, your guys. here's your two hundred fifty bucks. Yeah. Not not hundreds of millions of dollars every year just on think tanks alone to contain the conversation.
1: Dude, it's it's amazing to me when I hear find. Mm. It's like, oh well, we're gonna find them five hundred million dollars, homie. They just made one point two billion. Mm. You know, it was 5.7 billion last quarter, however much it is. I don't actually know, but I just know that the fines are a slap on the wrist yeah. and a slap on the wrist that you would give a child.
2: That's right. You know, That's right. but we're recycling.
1: Yeah. So we're, yeah, we're, we're, we're really taking <laughs> care of things. You know, let's, w- let's not even try to look at landfills and see what could be recycled. We're just going to keep
2: pumping it on top. Oh, dude. Um, so You know, one of the things I I did want to say is um, I lived with a rocket scientist. I don't know. Have I ever mentioned this? You have mentioned it. You mentioned it on
1: this podcast before.
2: I I lived with this dude back in 1992 and he brought uh, global warming to my attention at that time. He had spent six months living in Antarctica and he was intimately aware of the the issues back then. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about, man? I had no idea.
1: Me either for a long time.
2: And I don't think most people did. not it was on my radar early, I think, because it wasn't really something that was talked about in the news and all that kind of stuff really back then. Um, But one of the ways he brought it up to me, we were outside and we were having a spiritual conversation. And, um, he was a little bit on the Christian side, you know, in the, in the Bible, it talks about how the moon's going to turn to blood and Mm. the days and stuff like that. And he gave me the reason why it would appear that way. He says, you know why that moon right now is orange. We're, we're in Florida, right? So when the, when the moon would come up over the, the, the ocean, right, it'd be big as fuck and it'd be orange, right? And uh, I said, well, I don't know why it's orange. Sometimes it's orange, sometimes it ain't. He goes, well, if you watch that same moon tonight, it was a full moon, by the way. He says, right now it's orange, but as it gets higher in the sky, that orange is going to go away. And I said, what do you mean? I had no idea what he was talking about, right? He says, when it's lower in, in, the, you know, in the, the, the sky, you're seeing that moon through more of the atmosphere, so that's what creates that that difference in color, is you're seeing it through all the shit, yeah,
1: that's
2: floating around up there. Pink
1: clouds aren't good.
2: Ah, uh, uh. <laughs> So weird. it gets it gets higher up in into the um, the sky. You know, it goes from I don't know whatever the fuck it is at the horizon, like nine o'clock to midnight, let's say above directly above us, right? All of a sudden, it's white because I'm seeing it through less of the atmosphere, and um, you know, that was the first time I ever really heard about global warming. You know, I, I was 22 at the time. And, um, I, you know, I, I guess I was picking up what he was putting down and I, I cared a little bit, but it wasn't even like it mattered to me then. Mm-hmm. And I think this is one of the biggest issues that we face with with climate change is the consequences are still kind of in front of us. Yeah. Even though they're happening. <clears throat> yeah. And, and more people are kind of becoming aware, but still the real consequences that's going to hit are out there somewhere. You know, it's- it, it, You can't stop it, man. Yeah. It's
1: coming. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. And it is, it's, you know, the past generations of just accumulative negativity eventually will just say, okay, today's the day, mm. you know, and it is, it seems so odd because you go outside and you're like, oh, this is such fresh air. <laughs> but it's like, is it, mm. you know, I don't, I don't know. It smells fresh. We have a lot of trees around here. So maybe that's why, I don't know.
2: Well, Washington is pretty pristine as far as, as far as places go. I've seen a lot of places in the United States and, you know, um, spent some time in Canada and Canada was actually pretty pristine too. There's a lot of elbow room in Canada, Yes. I could only imagine that like uh, what it was like being there was must have been like what it's like in America like maybe in the 40s. You know, like I lived in Montreal in the city, right? But you get away from the city and there's elbow room out in that motherfucker. Absolutely. Well, anyway, so there was this comprehensive review of, of the human knowledge on the climate change crisis, which took hundreds of scientists eight years to compile and. And it runs thousands of pages, but basically boiled down to one message: act now, or it's going to be too late. This is a report on the survival guide for humanity. Jesus, no, no, yeah, those motherfuckers were dark. Yes, they were dark, and this was a while ago. This was, this was, it wasn't like last week. Um, so the thing that i think that nobody wants to say about climate change is we are totally fucked. fucked. <gasps> yeah, we're bent over and we've got it jamming in our ass right now. oof. it's rough. and and we we don't want to face it. it's a lot of things with problems
1: in general, right? seems like i always said <clears throat> you know, we it always makes me laugh because nothing is a problem till it's a problem. and we, it's so weird. And I, when I think of that statement, I think of bridges that collapse. It's like, you didn't, I mean, you, you had someone come out there and probably say this bridge only has X amount of time, but we're not going to, you know, divvy any money to that right now. Mm. And then all of a sudden a bridge collapse, people die and, oh, it's so horrific. I can't believe that. You know, I don't know if you remember the, <clears throat> the, or the condos at, I believe it was Miami, but they, that like basically collapsed. Oh yeah. Yeah. Because, because I mean, and they knew, they knew, you know, like before, like people would come in and say like, you know, this is on, I think it was Marshwater or like a Marsh area. And it's like, yo man, this isn't very stable. It's going to collapse. They just kind of let it go, let it go, let it go. And again, the media control shit. Cause have you really heard about it after that? Do you, do you know what happened after that?
2: Dude, nobody gives a fuck about humans anymore. No. Where, where did this Where did this shit come up? I mean, do you remember back the lead in the water not too long ago? The politician that was fucking taking all this money, sticking it in his pocket, wasn't fucking doing the infrastructure for the water. They discovered there was all this lead, yeah, in the water, it's, which lowers intelligence, makes people more aggressive. Yeah,
1: it was the the governor, and it was for Nestle, and there was one for Nestle, and then one for G, I believe, GM. Yeah. It's because it was corroding their metal. So he sold off positive water at the expense of the people. You know, it's just, I, I just like what the it. fuck? Yeah, um I believe whatever you want to believe. I'm going to say that I don't care. I hope that it's, you know, in your best interest, but if you ever have a chance to watch Fahrenheit 119 by Michael Moore, it's a very interesting documentary.
2: I have watched it. I'm actually I'm actually a Michael Moore fan, but I also realized that Michael Moore is a filmmaker and not a documentarian.
1: Yes. So I mean, there's an agenda behind you. Want-
2: well, I, I, so I, because I went to film school, I studied a little bit of him and like his approach to things. Cause he fascinates me. Mm-hmm. Right. And one of the things that he said is he says, nobody goes home after a date and fuck somebody that wasn't entertained. And he says, I want to make entertaining films. Yeah, right, absolutely. So he didn't put it in those eloquent words. You were very poetic there. I thought I was sitting in front of Shakespeare for a second. But But he basically said, you know, he wanted to make the kind of thing that you'd watch on a date and go home and... You know, let's get it. Yeah. On. Yeah. Yeah. What? Like, Come like you're going to have a connection, right? <laughs>
1: yeah. So he wanted I, to be, I feel that way too.
2: He wanted to be entertaining yeah. is, is the point. So there, you know, anytime that you're being entertaining, you're kind of playing up to people's emotions. Cause that's what he does. Yeah. Right. He gets some very, but, but I do like the film and I do think he made some great points.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And it's just the whole thing that we talk about. If you believe something 100% and don't question anything, a little
2: suspect, a mm-hmm. little suspect. I don't want to jump ahead, but this is why I was so excited for this Dude, episode. you are jacked. Do you know why I was so excited? Do you have any idea? Um, I don't. Oh, Friday night. What we do Friday night. We on Friday night. What did, what did we do? We went that? out for sushi. Oh, with, we went out for sushi with two of my friends. Well, our friends, our, friends, our yeah. friends, and we got into a conversation about about global warming, and and me and another guy felt very much the same, and and you and another guy felt very much different. Yeah. And I tell you what, dude, uh, I've thought about this overpopulation thing for a long time, and mm-hmm. I was, I had bought it. I got my ticket. Yep. I was on the ride. I was on the ride. And this is why I was so excited for this episode, because I want to say to you, I was wrong. What? Dude, I was wrong. I was wrong, wrong, wrong. I had to, I had to change everything I saw and believed on this topic. You know, and that's hmm. why I was, this is why I was so fucking excited because <laughs> okay. I've been waiting to be wrong about some shit. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for the Christians to come after me on the churches episode and, and bring their Bibles and be like, no, 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 now let's look at this yeah. and save my soul. Yes. Never happened. You do need Jesus. No, they, I. you, you know, Jesus. somebody left me and said, look, I can't be your friend no more. Yeah, <laughs> because no, But funny. still, I'm, I'm still waiting for them to save me, but. I love it when I I'm I'm wrong. You know why? Because I like to have a, a, a clear view on things.
1: You know one thing that I really enjoyed about that? Mm. It was two diff, like two different opinions but no one got bent out of shape. Oh yeah. And I that did. was the discourse that after that that's what I found the most enjoyable that you know it was just simple like well I actually don't agree with you on that. Yeah. And and, and then we just explained our positions and it was like all right brothers well hey Good conversation. And then I, of course, had to plug the podcast. Hey, if you like these conversations, go ahead and check out Truth
2: of Power. You know, well, see, everybody there, I think, is very intelligent. Every single person at that table. And we're all different. Yes. Right? We're all a, very different. That is a very good point. But I will say, everybody at that table. Is a thinker. Yes. And um, it really kind of was like, I was like, why these motherfuckers don't think this? You know, so I dug into it and I've done a, I can't tell you how much research (laughs) I've done since Friday. (laughs) Here it is Tuesday. And I'm up in it, dude, for days. And I am getting excited about this shit. Um, That's dope though, man. Well, you know, I... I am not kidding when I say I think about this whole process as a meditation where I'm getting clarity too on some things and I have the right to be wrong, right? And change my mind. Absolutely. um, I I put out a lot of opinions, don't I? We both do. And I put them out strong. We both do. And it's because if you came up around the people that I came up around, guess what? Either you talked with your balls out or you got shut the fuck down Mm -hmm. quick, (laughs) <laughs> I always wanted to be a part of the conversation, man. Yeah, in my project. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, dude. for sure.
1: You when had to, we, man. You had to stand up for your rights,
2: man. We play spades. We scare people.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ain't that the truth?
2: You gonna play that? You gonna
1: play that? Oh, <laughs> you, play that? oh you,
2: <laughs> you know when you're playing a game of cards, when you stand up to throw you, your card oh, on the yeah. table. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, Let's dude. go. Somebody might get stabbed. Yeah. <laughs> But for real, you know, like, um, okay, so this is, this is the thing. I always believe that overpopulation was, was one of the driving factors to climate change. And it makes sense because you think more people are going through more resources that's putting more pressure on the planet. And that, and you know, the food, the food thing can't sustain the amount of people. And this has been one of my big things is food and the mm-hmm. scarcity of food. Um, but I actually started to look into the science of it by some, some of the people that study this shit to see what they fucking had to say. Right. So this is a statement from um, the, the Population Research Institute. And there's a lot of things that I looked at in the last few days, but this is one of the people that this is what they study. Right. Right. So they they said that population alarmists who buy into the overpopulation myth believe that the world's growing population will strip the earth of its unusable resources and will outpace innovation and rates of production. This, they believe, will cause diminishing standards of living, more poverty, more hunger, famine, starvation, water shortages, pestilence, war, and conflict over diminishing resources. Um, and the, the destruction of wildlife habitats and other environmental catastrophes. Now they said it was a myth. It was a myth. So one when, when of the other things that I looked at was an arg- um, anyway, arg- <sighs> agriculture economist. I knew I could say that motherfucker. Hmm. Um, He also studied population and he's also a scientist at the same time. And he looked at the science uh, around the issue and stated that the truth is that the overpopulation in the United States is not even close to a serious problem. Even globally, overpopulation is an overestimated problem. We could feed here in the U.S. as much as 400 million people in the U.S. merely by consuming locally what we now export that in Europe, they have no trouble feeding itself in Europe, despite being three times as densely populated as we are in the United States. So, you know, with all this stuff, it's like, holy shit. Well, where did I get this idea? Where where do you think I got this fucking idea if this is all a myth?
1: I mean, it would have to, what you consume. I mean, I don't, I mean, what you hear from the TV, from videos, from news articles, from things that are happening.
2: I mean, that's what would have to just be. I mean, that's what I think. The 1% are winning. The 100%. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they've marketed some ideas. Mm-hmm. And I've bought hook, line, and sinker.
1: Yeah. Mm. I don't remember when I, I don't remember. The, I think it was the thing I told you about Texas. That was the one time where, like, if you lined everyone up, Shoulder to shoulder, it fit in the corner of Texas in the world. And I was like, well, that's kind of a small area for overpopulation. And then yeah. I told you, I told you actually the first time I thought that though, that I go, man, when I heard, I've heard that, but I was driving through Bend, Oregon. That was the first time, like I told you, and I literally didn't see anything for 200 miles. And I go, man, you're telling me that you couldn't, that Like there's no way, man. Like, and and we're considered, like, it's just metropolitan areas that make it feel like we are overpopulated because that's where some of the resources are that are allocated by this one percent. Like, that's where they're, you know, that's where they're distributed. So it makes it feel when you think of, you know, home home values going up and this going up. It's just because of supply and demand. Well, when you control the fucking market, yeah, you can make anything look. Like it is this or that. You know, that's what I always say about debt and slavery. When you control the interest rate and how much money is in circulation, you control everything. You know, you can, I mean, you keep pumping this money in, pumping this money in, like to the economy. When it actually holds no value, it's eventually going to diminish. That's simple supply and demand. Like, duh. So.
2: But I think a lot of the the, the prices of things are being driven up in the name of scarcity. So they say... Yeah, well, I, I think so, because, you know, one of the people that I was looking at was this, this scientist that studies population and all this stuff, and, and they were very adamant. They said, you know, that it really, to, to feed everybody um, and, and to uh, take care of the needs of everybody, you wouldn't even have to have any um, technological changes to society. It wouldn't even require non-voluntary lifestyle changes or new regulations, Simply the de- deregulation of the housing industry that mm. that would do it alone that if our government was allowing landowners right to build freely on their own property and it, that would greatly reduce the cost of living and boost the population growth and density, right just just to let people build differently than the way that our <laughs> structure is right now
1: mm-hmm. I mean you so have you ever heard like have you ever been to a Michelin restaurant? No. Okay. Well, those for those who don't know, Michelin restaurants are graded on how like the quality of food and it's supposedly high like high standards. Like Gordon Ramsay's a Michelin star chef, you know. But what's really interesting is I saw a documentary once about the waste of these places. Mm. They're looking for the perfect cabbage. So if they look at one, they'll just throw it away and throw it away and throw it away. And I I have been definitely guilty of this. I throw away a lot of shit. Um, I kind of had this OCD thing as a kid where I would never eat the last bite of something. I don't know why. I just would be like, oh no, I just don't want to <laughs> eat the last bite. But I think about how much how much waste there is. And I believe, I, I don't even know the number. I wish we could look this up, but we don't check facts on here. We freestyle this shit. Um, I want to say it's like 30% of all food goes to waste. And- that's incredible.
2: Especially with how many hungry people we have. Yes, here.
1: and that's what that's what's so odd about it. When i like, why I give so much prop to like food banks that actually, you know, re-di- like redistribute, re-distri- I got mine right there. Uh-huh. They redistribute um just what the stuff that we need. I believe it's in France, it's actually illegal to throw away food. And I thought that was fucking awesome because mm. there is there's so many times where you know, we Mine are bananas. I can't even eat them anymore, but I remember just constantly buying a thing of bananas and always throwing them away because I would only eat two. So, when I, yeah, unfortunately I'm allergic now for some weird reason, but when my nephew, like when we buy stuff for my nephew, it's only two bananas at a time. Mm. Because it's like the little things like that. It's like, bro, why am I just buying this to throw it away? You know, it just doesn't make sense. Or lettuce. I don't think I've ever finished a head of lettuce in my life.
2: I do. Yeah, I you do. do. You eat a lot of. I, you know, I I haven't eaten that much at home for a while now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. Like for a long while. Um, but I need to start really doing that kind of stuff, man.
1: Yeah, we need to start shopping local, bro.
2: Yeah. Well, I do. I do. You do I,
1: shop. Let me rephrase that. You do. You do I spend buy your. Local. You buy local for yeah, sure. Yeah. But I mean, we got. I mean, just around us, we got a nice little place that. You know, shout out to JD's Market. If you yeah. ever want some good produce and you in Linwood, <laughs> that's the spot.
2: But you know, all the all the all the scientists are saying that this is uh, overpopulation is kind of a myth on this whole climate change. And you know, what's funny is like I, I started to look at what some of the messaging that um, is actually coming from Big Oil, right? So here's here's what one of the messages that Big Oil puts out concerning climate change: real change is possible. There have been significant breakthroughs in renewable energy that can hugely reduce the global reliance on fossil fuels. Recognition that better energy efficiency and developing public transit are key and will put us on a more sustainable path. The investment potential is available to build entire energy systems based completely on renewables by 2050. They work some investment opportunities into that whole fucking statement. Like they're tickling our balls, yeah. dude, with this bullshit. Yeah. Control.
1: Electric <laughs> car my ass. They want to put us on the bus. Yeah that's, yeah.
2: What, yeah, yeah. that's what I got out of there. They want to put us on the bus. <laughs> yeah. They won't be on the bus. No, no, no. They will be just fine. <laughs> but we will be on the bus. That's true.
1: Yeah. But we're helping the environment.
2: So around Seattle, I see how many fucking buildings are going up and how much parking is disappearing, right? Mm -hmm. Because they don't want us to drive into the city no more. That's what the light rail is coming for now. You know, which I'm a fan of the light rail. I I took one, I took the light rail to go see the Heavy last fucking Thursday, which is an excellent fucking band, by the way. Those motherfuckers are live. You should always see the Heavy, what makes a good man. Mm. Mm-hmm those motherfuckers. You know what? I'm going to say it out loud. Do it. Dude, anytime you got a black man playing in a rock and roll band, you need to fucking pay attention. You know what I'm saying? Gary Clark Jr., Jimi Hendrix, hello. We're going to excuse Lenny Kravitz from the conversation. Um, he had that one song that, that got you moving for about 10 minutes. But other than, other than Lenny Kravitz, which I'm not even sure I could really consider him to be fully a black man right like he might be mixed he might have the white part <laughs> that makes him not good <laughs> but you get you get a, a somebody smell like cocoa butter on stage and they got a guitar in their hands and they're playing some rock and roll She's like this shit's about to be good you need to pay attention because those motherfuckers got it live that's in funny, the man. heavy dude that's funny. heavy Oh, I love when black people play rock and roll. I don't know if they get that excited when they see my ass doing hip hop. (laughs) I would say probably not. Oh, dude. Fucking James Brown, man. That motherfucker. That was funk, dude. Funk, Funk. Get on up. Prince. Prince. Hello. That motherfucker was top notch. Yes. Yes. One of the best. I didn't even care that Purple Rain was seven minutes fucking long. Oh, bro. For I, no reason. I
1: There's certain songs, like, I'll hear, and I'll, I'll listen to, every time on Spotify, I hear certain, like, Prince is one of them, if I hear it, I'll yes. listen to it, and I'm just like, bro, this is... This is fucking
2: great. Dude, that motherfucker was an animal. Yeah. Put a guitar in his goddamn floor. You can't do it now.
1: (laughs) That just goes again with what we're talking about. You over prescribing your prescription
2: medications and then people get addicted. You ever see that episode of South Park where they go to Token's house and um, the, the bass. Yeah, <laughs> go get dude. go get the bass out of the bass. I your don't basement. play the bass. Yeah, he's like, he's I like, can't. Oh fuck! <laughs> you, you, you're black. You got one Hell, in yeah. the basement. Yeah. Go get it. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> South Park's so great. Oh, uh, anyway, I don't. I don't know. Maybe that was. Was that racist? I can't even tell anymore. Eh,
1: I mean, you give him props.
2: Oh yeah. Dude. So
1: I. I mean, I would say. <laughs> Someone out there is not happy. Yeah, somebody's, somebody's <laughs> going to have a problem. With, he's like, with, "Oh my, my gosh, ass. this
2: guy is so racist." Yeah, I'm, I'm just just I'm, I apologize. Yeah. Um, well, no, I don't. No, um, yeah, I, no. I do apologize of how excited I am on this episode because I'm wrong. I was wrong. I love being wrong. You know, I do. I mm-hmm. fucking do. Because when I when I can see it and I'm like, "Oh shit," I have the ability to change my view and get a little bit closer to the truth. Mm you know yes and i started to look at why overpopulation that myth has been kind of put out there you know what's crazy is it seems like it has gone hand in hand with with control through the years and it's usually groups of people that they want to reduce the populations of right greedy <laughs> greedy <laughs> Well, you know, it's like we look at we look at our brothers down there in South America a lot of times, right? And you, know, you guys are the problem. You know what I mean? That's what we look at, and we say, "Oh, they're, they're, everybody's migrating here. Where there's an overpopulation problem. There's this. There's that." And you know what? Not true. Not true. Not according to the scientists. You know. And I believe in science. So you got to wonder where some of these these ideas are coming from, and I I think it all goes back to the same. Thing it's it's the people responsible, right? Mm-hmm. Um, here's the thing that I started to think about when I started to think about it differently than in a population problem. Um, the amount of resources that we go through is incredible. Yes, right. But it's like, why do we need a cell phone every two years? Because mm-hmm. they wear the fuck out, right? Like they're they're fucked up after two years. They're made to be. They're up. they're made to fail. Mm-hmm. Light bulbs. Made to fail. Thomas Edison's original light bulb still burning. Didn't right? this, yeah,
1: I see was like, isn't it still burning?
2: Motherfucker is. Yeah. You know, but light bulbs are made to fail. Um, cars. Isn't it weird how they don't last more than five years and before they got some major fucking problems? Yeah. You know, which what's your what's your I mean, all this shit is is meant to fucking fail. It's just
1: the classic American way of consumerism. Yeah. You know, we talked about this. Briefly. And I didn't, I actually, well, of course, like everything, I never knew exactly what we were going to talk about, but that book by Peter Till, you know, when I talked about, you know, zero to one, it's, it is, it's very rare that something new comes into play. It's usually just like an N, you know, you can say like the typewriter to the computer or like that could be, but realistically the combustion engine was around for Another hundred and twenty years, and you oh, were just—I
2: still disagree with you on that whole I you, thing. I know you Cause, do. You know, I was thinking about this shit too. I'm glad you brought this motherfucker. Of course, back I'm up. going to. <laughs> so you said nothing had really been new in the last couple of hundred years. Nuclear bombs was new. Yeah, but
1: that's see, but splitting an atom. But that's but that is the the one. Like that's the one. But I'm saying most things are n in 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 the ways that they internet. Are. Internet's but those new. are those are the ones. But I'm saying there are some massive changes for sure, but yeah. what I'm a, totally agreeing with you is what I'm saying. Like the iPhone, whatever the first one was, all the way to the iPhone 14, nothing really changes. You're still just making phone calls. Mm. You know, like the same thing with like television. They just gotten smaller. It's not like they've done anything that's drastically different. You know, there are ends. The internet is absolutely one of those things. Yes. You know, and I would say... But realistically, the electric car could be considered that, you know, that you're using something, you know, completely different to where you're doing something that is less harmful. But you and I both believe, I would say, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't believe it's for the betterment of the environment. I think it's for a more of a control that they can turn it off at any time Mm. that you're not agreeing with what the masses are saying. That is well given by that 1%. So no, there, there has been absolutely technological advancements, you know, for sure. I mean, some people could say like, even like chat GPT or this AI stuff is like one, you know, one of those things. Hmm. So definitely, there are definitely, I'm not saying like we're still living in the 1900s, riding, you know, <laughs> trains everywhere or, you know, on a horseback. Like there definitely has been changes, but it's very rare that those things happen. And you got to think could you name like 20 changes that have massively improved society? Maybe.
2: Well, if I if I was given a few minutes of Yeah, think yeah, about but
1: it. I'm saying like I I really don't believe that there's been that much. Mm. Like I kind of still think the technology has just gotten more advanced, but that's just meaning that things are just faster, but not necessarily anything that's more like changing our lives. The internet, yes, but the car, no. This, no. I mean, I, I mean, it's just still the same. A phone is just a phone. A car is just a car. Mm. You no, know, it's just, and those are those are just the the ends, as he says. But again, I may be wrong because I'm a dumb motherfucker.
2: So I, I was thinking about this. Um, you know, rather than viewing population as, as a driving force of climate change. Um, I think it's the constant need to replace failing products, like I was just mentioning, right? That this has led to the mass consumption of resources um, simply for the profits, for these, these corporate giants, right? Um, the building of cars that are designed for failure, the light bulb, computers, cell phones, all these things, right? Um, you know, even, even how we latch on to the latest trends, you know, in either fashion or music, Right, Like our, our music is meant to be disposable, right? So uh, you take hit songs this year compared to last year and the year before, they're not that much different most of the time. They change a few words, right? And, mm-hmm. and maybe approach the beat just a little bit different. And sometimes you get a new face singing it and the artist is often disposable. But we lead these disposable lives for the profit of big business who are actually the ones that are rapidly devouring resources but we're recycling. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> I don't even what to say that. Yeah.
2: <laughs> but here's, here's the thing. I asked this, this is the question. Is our biggest challenge simply just working together?
1: Well, th- this has kind of been a theme of a lot of our episodes. And yeah, you know, the, Power in numbers is real, but if you never actually come together, there's no you're an, you're individuals, you know. And it is that rat race, like we've talked about. And there's so much shit in our lives; things are so expensive that we don't have time to be talking to our brothers and sisters. I gotta take my kid to soccer practice, and I gotta get gas. Oh shit, I don't have enough money. It's mm-hmm. depressing to get gas. You see your fucking number just go higher and higher and higher. And you're just like oh, that's wasting my money. But now nah, man, it's it's so wild because it's. It's another thing. So simple, but so complex. It's like, man, let's just fucking stand up. But first I got to go take my kid to soccer practice.
2: Everybody's busy. Yeah, we're all busy. Everybody's busy. You know, I wish I wish America would go to the 32-hour work week. And, and maybe those eight hours that we weren't working, maybe we could spend a little bit of time focused on some of these changes. You <laughs> know, get involved. Yeah. Yeah, um, And this is one of the things I think that that uh, a shift in, in our approach to things would change. I think that you take something like climate change, right? Now we're, we're having an economy that's based on consumption. If we have a, an economy based on creation rather than consumption, right? We want to create cars that last, right? We don't need to make a hundred million of them. You know what I mean? We make so many of them, and here's your car for however long you're gonna drive. You know, mm-hmm. um, here's your cell phone. This is the one you get. <laughs> you know, and now let's focus on some other shit. You know, um, but I think that we gotta focus on not just the consumption, but the creation of things. Because when you get down to creation, we could actually create things that last in other ways. Look at Beethoven. That motherfucker created some stuff that lasted. It's immortal, right? It's not disposable like a lot of our songs.
1: Yeah. You there's, know? I think about that often, like which artists are going to be like legendary, you know, like that. And there's only a few that I can think of because there's so many artists. Like when I, you know, I go on Spotify again, since that's the platform I use, you know, songs will come up and I'll go, oh shit, I haven't heard this song in 15 years. But yeah, I mean, it's just <sighs> depressing sometimes.
2: See, I, I don't really feel that it is. I was I, was, I had a um, meditation class this week and we were kind of talking about some of these things. And my meditation instructor, she said that she talks to a lot of people and she says, you know, there's so many people that have a spirituality that's awakening right now because of how dark, and things seem to be getting, you know, how much fear is out there that people seem to be, even though it's it's pushing, 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 we're swinging to the other direction and, and people are becoming a little bit more spiritual and a little bit more positive. And that's a good thing. Yes. And, and I think that's actually quite true, you know? Um, but the question is how to bring people together. Social media isn't doing it, right? We have this platform that connects us all, but we can't seem to get any progress. Like the Black Lives Matter was a movement, but did it ever lead to progress? Even with so many people buying into the conversation.
1: Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> it just sucks because it's all down to who can put more money into resources or not resource. Well, I guess, yeah, that's resources. Cause I always think about lobbyists. Like we were talking about earlier. It's like, if you put enough money into something, the problem can go away. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, well, we're going to put another library over here. <laughs> we're going to put our name on this. We'll invest this much into this. Put some in an endowment. You know, it's just like, Oh, okay. It's like kids who like super rich kids who get off because their parents buy a library. I always think that shit like that. Like the government's the same way or like people are the same way. It's like, I'll just pay a little bit and just move on.
2: Well, you know, the person that came up with this overpopulation theory, he was an economist. He was an economist in the 19th century. Thomas Malthus, I think it was Malthus, Malthus, M-A-L-T-H-U-S. I'm not even sure I'm pronouncing Malthus? It right. Malthus. He argued that the, the population growth would uh, outstrip available resources. And it's known as the Malthusian argument, Right. Um, But the scientists who actually have looked at this, many scientists say that the earth has a maximum carrying capacity of about nine to 10 billion people. And, and we're approaching that, but we're still ways away from that motherfucker. In fact, the population is actually dropping. Yeah. You know, people, people are not having as many kids and there's more people that's, that's not fertile. Uh, You know, the, there's a lot of things that play into this, but they're saying that the, this is the first time that the population seems to be declining worldwide.
1: Yeah, I mean, you can say a lot of it, and <clears throat> but if we're talking about you know the powers at hand, that's a good thing to them. Mm. You know, it's the whole thing of you know breaking up families and <laughs> you know China having the one child, and now all of a sudden there's more women than men, and they can't even reproduce. So it's like killing off a generation of children. Not killing off, but and, not having a generation of children.
2: And they don't really like having girls over there, do they? Well, I mean, not as much as they like having men or yeah. boys. I think gay dudes are over there in China. <laughs> I mean, somebody's got to be fucking, right?
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah. So I think I know I'm going to take my next vacation and find my lady.
2: <laughs> oh boy. Maybe I'm going off the rails. And we, You and I both, brother. You and I both. All right, so early 20th century, uh, social Darwinism. You ever heard of social Darwinism?
1: Um, I have, and it is, let me see if I can. So Darwinism is always the change within over time within animals, you know, like that. So I would also be, so if I would think about it, It would be the change of people over time.
2: Well, this is connected to eugenics. You've heard of eugenics. Yes. So social Darwinism and eugenics was all the rage, and population control was primarily advocated as a way to improve the gene pool. And to weed out the undesirables, primarily <laughs> through sterilization. <laughs> Jeez. Really? So, I know, but... social Darwinism was frequently mixed with pseudoscience, racism, and hyper nationalism, a toxic concoction which was later extended to its full brutal scale by the Nazi Party in Germany during the Holocaust in their attempt to create the master race. You know, and it, it's like. Uh, These ideas, they seem to just keep coming back, you know? And I think they come from someplace, but it's funny how this was never based in science. This idea of overpopulation came from an economist. An economist. Like he studies money. No science on fucking, on, on, you know.
1: And the one thing about numbers is you can manipulate them to do whatever you want. Mm. Hence like a lot of these- corporations do. You know, it definitely is. And, uh, um, you know, study finance and school and whatnot. There's times where I would look at things and look at books and it's just, it's just so funny because you're just like, you're not, you're not doing as well as you think you are. Mm. You know, future values are fucking crazy. I can make us both look like millionaires on paper.
2: You know, one of the things that's (coughs) scary about this, (coughs) about this climate change is something called thermal expansion. You know what thermal expansion is?
1: Mm, I have a general idea, but I don't know exactly what it is.
2: So, as as the the ice caps and things like that are melting, right? So the same amount of water that's frozen is not going to be the same yeah. amount that's going to be actually in the ocean, and then it, it pushes. Um, the currents and things into different places when you get different soil contents yep. and currents get pushed lower in the ocean so that the the currents is what actually regulates the weather patterns in, yeah. in the yeah, world. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So as, as thermal expansion is happening, that's why the weather is starting to get to be so erratic, yeah. right? Um, and you got to wonder like, Technologically, could we do things to reverse things, to help things along? And this is what I mean by creation. Like we're so busy, right, as a people working to fucking make more shoes. (laughs) You know know what I mean? It seems like collectively we could solve some shit, especially with the AI that we have. But I think that in so many ways, like there's this um, stranglehold on, on the human race right now. Um, and everybody's so fucking busy that we don't have time to face this stuff. We're actually, um, we all kind of starting to believe that this shit's going on, especially seeing some of the the issues that we have here in the United States, you know? And this is one of the least impacted places in the whole world concerning climate change. There's like five countries that are, are in the best position possible for some of the changes that's coming, right? This is one of them, <laughs> You know, mm-hmm. this is one of them. Lucky us. You know. It's God's country. Ooh, yeah, man. This is Seattle, <laughs> babe.
1: <laughs> we here, man.
2: Scarcity in Scar City. <laughs> I like that. Yes, sir. But you know, this stuff does concern me and I I took an environmental science course and um I did a comparison when I was in that course. Washington compared to Alaska, compared to California and Oregon, you know, pretty much the whole West Coast. And it looked at things like animal populations, how many animals are going extinct, this and that. Believe it or not, Washington's in the best shape out of all of them. Hmm. Like I think California had like over a hundred fucking animals go extinct in one year. And I think we had 13. Interesting. You know. That's a crazy Um, fact. Well, it it, it actually surprised me. Like I thought Alaska would be better than us or the less populated Oregon. Right. I thought these places would be better than us just based on the populations, huh. but no, we're actually fucking tops.
1: Why do you think that is? Or do you have
2: Well, a I, you know, honestly, uh, <laughs> I guess I should have studied more. <laughs> <laughs> no. Hold up. I got a phone call. It <laughs> was, it was a while ago that I took this course, Yeah, right? Like, I, I really don't remember. I just remember thinking, oh, good. <laughs> I'm, I'm here. <laughs> yeah. That's Um, right, we're the best, yeah. But no, uh, well, I would imagine that that water plays a big part in it because this is the place that has the most fresh water compared to all those other states, right? So we have the largest aquifer right in this area, like over near North Bend area, right? So that's the largest aquifer in the United States where a lot of aquifers have been drained, right? Like the aquifers in California are being drained, like incredibly, and and as they get drained- um, They don't just get replenished. Yeah. It takes hundreds of years. Hundreds of years.
1: I heard like even thousands.
2: Well, I don't know. Mm. I, I watched a thing on 2020 some years ago where they actually got the satellite imagery from surface water. And it was like over seven or eight years that they looked at, at the way that the surface water was disappearing. Yeah. And when they say surface water, they don't mean just the water on the surface. They mean water that's in the aquifers. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. water that's either on the surface or close to the surface. And they could actually, you know, like if, if it's healthy, it's like a greenish bluish color. And if it's, if it's not healthy, it's starting to look red. Um, over in India, right? Like the, the surface water like looks black. Yeah. Right. Like that's the color that's starting to show. And at the time, like when they first started tracking this, California had this deep red, like line kind of going through it. And it started to spread and become black. Right. Just in those seven years, Um, you know, California has an interesting thing. Like they have the way their laws say that they can use water if they have a, a good purpose to use the water, they can use as much as they want. Now like here, a golf course? Well, like a golf course, exactly. And it's like, what's to say that it's a good purpose? Yeah. <laughs> right? Let's say you grow almonds. Almonds take a lot of fucking water to grow, but hey, they got a huge goddamn profit. Right? So yeah, they can take more water because guess what? It's for a good purpose. You know, and, and this is the issue, is is information and things like that gets kind of lost and it isn't through the lens of what's best for humanity it's you know what's good for the pockets That's yes. it's all about the Benjamins baby it is it mm-hmm. is but here in Seattle we're in we're in better shape than some you know but I still would say that, that I notice the, the weather patterns changing
1: I, one thing I've noticed is it doesn't rain as much as it used to
2: no not at all dude.
1: yeah it's kind of crazy
2: Dry. Very. I work outside, so I know.
1: So even that and more snow Mm. happens now. Yes. Here than there was when I was, you know, back, even when I first got here 12, 10 years ago, 12 years ago. And it was like once or twice it did. And now it's snowing every winter.
2: And I moved from Florida in 2006 here. And I was shocked that motherfuckers didn't have AC. I thought everybody had AC. Oh, no. I'm like, what do y'all mean? You ain't got no AC.
1: You didn't need it. You didn't need it. I mean, 80 degrees was the hottest it ever got. And we had
2: 87 degrees this week or yesterday. Yeah. I got AC now. I got AC now. Uh, I'm trying to get dates. Yes. <laughs> Come on, baby. Hey, baby. You trying to cool I off? I got some AC in this motherfucker. <laughs> got Net- Netflix and chill <laughs> do a whole new level. <laughs> I got night Netflix. I got ice. I got AC. What you need? <laughs> yeah. Fluffy pillows. Yeah. <laughs> it's global warming outside, but yeah. inside. But inside. We cool as ice. Yeah. <laughs> 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 But but for real though, like it, what's driving this thing is the money for mm-hmm. sure, and it, it it's not it's not the people that wouldn't really do their part because I think that recycling is not going to do it for us. You it's, know,
1: it's like good in concept.
2: You know, if everybody did it and you actually were recycling
1: every everything that could be renewed.
2: But it puts the responsibility on us. On us.
1: And it's not. It's not. It's like, yo, man. It's like the whole thing about our government. It's like, you're spending money on this shit. Why don't you spend money on cleaning some shit up? Helping these potholes out so my car doesn't get fucked up. That's it. You know, like, let's invest some money into that. So I appreciate what's happening by Fred Meyer. You know, them repaving the roads, them actually doing some stuff and using money to actually do that. Because when you have even roads... All these things, it's better for your car, mm. you know, in the long run. So it actually is good. But you're saying it took, I mean, who knows how many years?
2: This is how much our government loves us. Tell me, and, tell and me, takes tell care me. Of us. I remember back when Obama was as it was president, they were trying to get the car companies to put the backup cameras in all cars. It's less than a fifty dollar cost. To put the parts in cars, fifty dollars less than fifty dollars to put the car parts in cars, and and the reason why they were trying to get the the car manufacturer trying to get the car manufacturers to do it is because as many as six hundred kids were being backed the fuck over every year here in the United States what the because they couldn't see small children behind the car. <laughs> they <It> just, <laughs> what was that? Oh, that was Jimmy. Mm. You know, let's get that motherfucker out the wheel well. Mm. You know. <laughs> But here it is, they, they, you know, $50, less than $50, you can have backup cameras in, in each car. Well, the car companies didn't want to do that because why? It's a big upsell. It's a big upsell. So it would have gotten in the way of profits. Did it ever happen? Fuck no, it didn't happen. You know why? Because profit, profits are more important than those 600 fucking kids. And that's the reality. And that's the reality. That's how much protection we get.
1: Yeah. I mean, it is. It's so funny because it was all luxuries. You know, it's luxuries. You know, you're, and then, and then after about 20 years, it just becomes the norm. I remember when I got my first touchscreen, I was one of the first people in my college to have a touchscreen phone. Mm. And it was so revolutionary. And then you say, you know, I graduated in 08. So, I'm, I mean, 13 years later, you know, now it's, I mean, that was 10 years, but still there was a 10 year span where you could maximize profit. And then as it gets cheaper to develop and you realize that it's not, now it's cameras and this and this and this, and it's, you got the lettuce model, max pro, brah, 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 And I'm just like, man, that's why, that's why I only spend money on cheap phones. Mm. Cause granted, I'm not really into doing all that, but I'm like, man, can I jump on Facebook, Instagram? play a couple games here and there, make some phone calls, send some emails. I'll just use this shit till it dies. And that's kind of how I go. I don't ever buy new phones. But then I'm the asshole who bought a another pair of shoes this weekend when i already have enough so
2: (laughs) (laughs) well here's the thing if they if they don't care about us enough to protect us and put back make them have backup cameras and all these cars it's acceptable to have 600 kids die a year what's going on with this global warming fucking thing when are they going to step in and make some real change happen as far as these corporations is it is it ever going to happen did they represent us? Who did they fucking represent? No, they the shareholders. Oh, is that it? I've been misreading all this shit. Yeah,
1: yeah, man. It's all about the shareholders, about making more profit, about how we can, you know, diversify what we need to do and maximize profit and, you know, potential, market capital, blah, 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 blah. We need to get out our dividends. We need to make sure that we beat the other guy.
2: I think they all got to go. I mean, <laughs> let's...
1: Yeah. I mean, it's like I've told you, I think everything is just so entangled that, bro, it's so hard because legislation and, you know, well, it's, it's in our laws, you know, let's go ahead and talk about clean water, but add 15 pages into the budget, you know, or something like that. It's just so ridiculous.
2: Well, maybe when the robots start doing all the work, we'll have time to clean things up.
1: Nah, man, we going to that
2: metaverse.
1: (laughs) You're trying to talk to Selma Hayek, boy.
2: Well, I will be after me some Selma Hayek.
1: <laughs> hey, baby, it's cool in my room. <laughs> what you doing?
2: <laughs> <laughs> you think she'd come over here if she knew how to air condition? <laughs> oh, bro, I'm ASAP Rocky. She'd be was, here. If somebody knows Selma, make sure she knows where to find my ass. <laughs> Selma, he's here, man. Oh, we're out of goddamn time, but the good news is we're going to hit this motherfucker from another angle next mm. week, because I hit. got another angle to hit.
1: You always got angles.
2: I got angles on top of angles. Mm. But I am happy to have finally been wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Your first time ever, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's, I, we're, what, halfway through the year almost now? Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah, so I'm it's doing not, all right. It's pretty good. I'm doing all right.
1: Yeah, talk to you again in six months. Yeah.
2: You know, I like, I like to admit when I'm wrong. You yeah. You know, I really do. And I was less right than you were.
1: Yeah, and you were also more wrong than I was.
2: no but it really does excite me and this is the show we are we are trying to grow as humans and i grew a little bit this week because i did see things differently and and now i'm starting to question what else i believe and where those ideas came from because that idea of overpopulation came from someplace Mm -hmm. and and maybe my ideological subversion had me as a victim Right. What have we said about ideological subversion? Get a hold of the intellectuals like that economist fuck face. Right. Mm-hmm. Get control One. of the propaganda. Two. Right? That's probably how I got that messaging. And get control of the education. Three. I did go to school in Florida. Yes. I struggle with math.
1: <laughs> hey, Florida man got bit by an alligator for robbing this and doing this. And yeah, Florida
2: man. If you haven't uh,
1: checked that out on on Twitter, it's a good handle. Oh
2: shit. Well, this is Curious <laughs> G. And my man, Ace Cannon. And this is Truth to Power. This is Curious G. Thank you for tuning in to the latest episode of Truth to Power. This was part one of Outside. We're going to be looking at this topic from another angle next week. Thanks for joining us and stick around for the continuing conversation on climate change.
0: Hate the view, underlying drive, too much truth. We want in, truth is we out. In those that walk by so loud, eyeline turn, tighten a cow, shallow there thought about how the end has been coming down. We want in, but fucking why we out. Yo, that's our side. Natural splendor, it's right outside. Out here, we get it live. Out, yeah, that's Come outside All you all got to come outside All you all got to come outside Out, we get it live Out, yeah, that's my side Okay, let's go In, sure, that sounds sweet Shall I shake my ass, that sweet talk speech? Never your mind, go on in and eat That last plate's got that drop off meat Build strong, grown right up Drink so strong it breaks the cup. All fork and knife, some won't shut up. In crowd, get quiet so they don't get stuck. All you all got to come outside. Inside, got you stuck with pride. All you all got to come outside. Sweet tea, strong but so deprived. All you all got to come outside. We all need that Sunday drive. All you all got to come outside. Round these parts, we all miss, never mind. We better get back, cause it'll be dark Go on, I got your back Robot Jack, here come that crack Like Ripley get in and that alien movie got locked in Raw like sushi buffet of friends wrapped up in steel Nature lost to that cold wall feel Bombs of war, storms right in Inside wrapped like winter skin Y'all forget outside, metaversions lie Unless the tag reads Rod and die We'll say seek, y'all gets to hide When we say go, y'all come outside Mercy. Right out, inside out implod All you all got to come outside. Bleary soak so confined. All you all got to come outside. The fairy tale, page a hide. We may be out, yo. That's my side. We flip domes about, face landslide. In crowd hide amongst this tribe. All you all got to come outside. Here, we gets it live Out, yeah, that's my side